Hello everyone and welcome to the Going Up Cast, the weekly feel-good podcast with music, stories, laughter, and this week, food. I'm your host, Andrew Logan, and let's get right down to it. So this week, there are no new announcements or news pieces to share in particular, but just a general reminder that if you want to send in a song for Song of the Week, if you have a recipe that you would like to share in terms of feel-good foods or a story you want to tell us, please email me at goingupcast um, at gmail.com or use the goingupcast.com contact page which will send it right to the same email address. I do want to share one bit of news this week. We will be doing an extra song of the week uh, for this week, mostly because I have a fan suggestion, and there's another song that I really wanted to share, so we're going to do two this week. It's a two-for-one for this week on Song of the Week. And hey, you know what? Let's get right down into them. The first song we will discuss for this week's Song of the Week comes to us from a dear fan of mine, Eric Ross, who brings us the wonderful suggestion of Don't Fear the Reaper by Blue Oyster Cult, released in 1976 off of their album Agents of Fortune. This is a classic, classic rock song of not, you know, not fearing death, just living life as you do, because we're all going to die someday. And you know what? You got to just kind of overcome the inevitability of death in order to find the joys in today's world. It's fantastic. It's a wonderful song. And it has a wonderful instrument in there. Some of you may have heard of this. It's called a cowbell. I actually do own a cowbell. I don't know where it is right now. I think it's with the rest of my instruments. In any case, Don't Fear the Reaper is a wonderful song. Here's a little bit of it. Come on, baby. Oyster Cult is one of those bands that really kind of epitomizes a certain particular type of genre, if that makes sense. They're pretty psychedelic rock in a lot of ways. They're pretty classic rock in a lot of others, and they're a pretty staple band from the 70s. Blue Oyster Cult is a wonderful band. I love them two bits. Godzilla, great, great song. Don't Feel the Reaper. Other hits of theirs exist, I'm sure. Let's move on to the other song of the week. The second song of the week for this week is one of my all-time favorites. It is Dreams by Van Halen, released in 1986 off the album 5150. This was Van Halen under Sammy Hagar. And everybody always has, you know, a favorite. Do you prefer the David Lee Roth Van Halen or the Sammy Hagar Van Halen? For me, I prefer the Sammy Hagar Van Halen. There's a lot more synths, uh, which I'm a sucker for. And 5150 is just an absolutely phenomenal album. It's got some of my all-time favorite classic rock songs on there. Like, Why Can't This Be Love, Best of Both Worlds, Summer Nights. Those are all phenomenal songs, but I really want to focus on Dreams because it is such an uplifting, positive song. It just always has the ability to pick me right up. And it appeared in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, uh, you know, soundtrack. Didn't know that. Reading that right now off the Wikipedia page. Didn't ever see that movie. Wasn't much of a Power Rangers kid, but it's a good goddamn song. Here's a little bit of it. Baby, just spread your wings. 
have a song you want to suggest for song of the week, please feel free to reach out at goingupcastgmail.com or on the contact page of the website, and I will throw you on into the podcast and we'll talk about the song you picked. I guarantee it. I, you got it. Whatever, you got a song, I want to hear about it. We, we need this playlist on Spotify to be bigger. It's not a playlist right now. It consists of like six songs. It's nothing. There's, there's got to be more songs on here. So send, send your songs on in. We're going to move on to something that I recorded several days ago. That was a lot of fun. Here we go. For this segment of the podcast, I decided to do something a little different. But first, I want to introduce... Uh, he might make noise throughout the recording of this particular segment of the podcast. The only reason he's here is because I have food. It's my dog, Bodie. Silence, of course, because he's just on the ground. Anyway, I got a fluffy dog on my feet. I'll put a picture of him in the blog. Anyway, just down the street from my uh, from my residence, there is a wonderful uh, grocery store. I believe it's called uh, just Central Market, I think is the name of the store. And they have a great bakery section. It's fantastic. They do like truffles and cake and donuts and all sorts of great tasty things that are just terrible for you. And so I decided to treat myself here. And I have prepared a trio tasting of three different cakes. Um, there's going to be a picture on the blog of the uh, the little segments of cake. I wasn't the neatest cutter uh, for, these, for these cake uh, slices. So... You'll have to forgive me on that front. Sorry, my mouth is watering. These look great. But um, I'm going to basically, I'm going to talk about the cake, describe what it looks like so you can see it in the image, and I'm going to eh, fucking eat these things. So the first cake here is a hazelnut fudge cake. It is the uh, dual layered cake where you see yellow cake followed by chocolate cake. Um, that just looks divine. Hmm. Super moist. Not a lot of strong hazelnut flavor. I have a feeling that's in the icing mostly. Mm-mm. Now the icing's just chocolate. I wonder where the hazelnut's supposed to be. Mmm. Oh, I found it. That's on the icing in between the layers. Mmm. That's a good cake. Exceptionally moist. Well-developed chocolate flavors. Honestly, that's a little light on the hazelnut, but I don't think that's a bad thing. It's not my favorite flavor, but that is um that's a good cake. That's a good cake. Excellent. Going around clockwise, the next cake on the list is actually a cake I've had before. It is the ganache truffle cake, which is absolutely superb. It has a hard shell of icing on top rather than a frosting layer. Which is a ganache, naturally. Very um, rich, dark chocolate flavors. Again, cake is exceptionally moist. Not as moist as the hazelnut cake. This one might have been in the oven just a hair too long. But in terms of like almost savory chocolate notes, this cake is unparalleled. Mmm. The icing between the layers is light and fluffy. It's almost like the inside of a Three Musketeers bar. All right, and the final cake here is a mint fudge cake. Now, it seems to me, just looking at this cake slice, that the majority of the mint flavor is held at the top in the green icing. I'm hoping that is not the case because 
Mint flavor does not necessarily have to be green in order to be imparted. I'm hoping it's present in the icing found within the cake. There's only one way to find out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's in the icing. All right. It's, it's not my favorite mint flavor. Um, it tastes pretty artificial. Quite frankly. Mm-mm. I mean, it's a very moist cake, to be sure. But yeah, no, that um, that mint flavor isn't working for me at all. The top layer of frosting, the green uh, layer, is very non-existent. It looked really nice, but it's very it's very light, and um, uh, there's not a lot of. Uh, texture there it's kind of a it's kind of um wispy uh like taking a bite of cotton candy uh it, you think it would have more bite but it's it's almost like it's not even there which is very disappointing i wanted like a rich kind of creamy frosting but this is like 90 percent air it's the snow of frostings so that was probably the worst slice of the lot um based on flavor i would give it to the ganache truffle cake I'm a big fan of very dark chocolate flavor. So that one that one's wins in taste. Creativity, I'll give it to hazelnut fudge. That's pretty good. Plating was terrible. Um, so, I mean, I would, I would eat the ganache truffle cake again. Um, this might be because I'm predisposed to already like that cake because I've had it before. That's entirely possible. There could be a good amount of natural bias going on here. Hazelnut was definitely a better new flavor for me than the mint fudge was. There was zero fudge flavor in either of these cakes. I think that was more of a descriptor of the chocolate notes just found in all the cakes. Um, but this, uh, all, all three chocolate cakes tasted the exact same. They're very moist, but they were the same cake. So I imagine what they end up doing is actually end up baking like a yellow cake and a chocolate cake, and then they dress it up and various flavored frostings um, to make their, their different varieties uh, because the texture was all the same. Um, it was all very well baked, all that stuff. So definitely in orders from best to worst to be the ganache truffle followed by the hazelnut ending with the mint fudge, which I probably would not eat again. Actually, now that I'm going on a new diet, I'm not eating any of these ever again, which is really unfortunate because I have the rest of the, these cake slices upstairs. But given that these cakes were purchased solely for this bit, I feel no guilt whatsoever in just throwing those away, except for the ganache truffle one. I'll eat that. That's kind of like a last hurrah to desserts of this ilk before um before the new diet sets in, so I can get super swole and super awesome. That was that was a fun bit. I'm gonna eat more food on this podcast later. But for now, let's move on to the next thing. And finally, I want to bring it on back to story time with Andrew Logan. Everybody, everybody likes story time with me. Today, I've got two stories. It's a double whammy. It's a double whammy of stories, both involving the same band months apart and two situations where I've learned a lot. They may not sound like positive stories on paper, but... Believe me, I look back on both of these events with a smile on my face, so I thought it'd be fun to talk about it here. Sorry, I'm drinking tea. Anyway, last December, my brother and I 
finally got tickets to go see collectively one of our favorite bands at the time. A uh, band called Steel Panther. A tenacious D, Flight of the Concords-esque band in the 80s glam rock style where predominantly the subject of their music involves sex or drugs or STDs, another comical subject matter. Anyway, we're going to go see them at a place called Showbox Soto in Seattle, which is an all right venue. Uh, it's basically a long garage with a stage at the end of it that happens to play concerts and stuff like that. So we're going, to, we're going there, and I had not eaten beforehand, um, which looking back, was a huge mistake. But, you know, live and learn. Always eat food before you go boozing. And we went to this place right next to it called Harry's or Henry's or Harvey's. Can't remember. It's literally right next to it. Like, you walk 20 feet to the left of the Soto, and there's a bar. We went there. And I foolishly got some pretty high percentage beers. Something I don't drink anymore. And a shot of whiskey. So going into the venue, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good, you know. Can still walk in a straight line. Was feeling real nice. Got in the venue A-OK. Everything was going great. Wandered on over to the bar where I got a double of whiskey and another shot of whiskey. And the thing with alcohol, especially if you don't drink it, uh, and like right now, just, you know, heads up for the future. Alcohol takes a second to kick in. And if you drink a lot of it very quickly, your body might not realize just how much trouble it's in until it's far too late. And unfortunately for me, empty stomach plus a lot of booze meant I was more smashed than I've ever been before or since. It wasn't fun. I have blips of memories from that night that are preceded by me or my brother slapping me in the face to try and sober up. So each of those little pockets of memories, it's just kind of me going, ow, like just pain. And there's a brief moment of sobriety where I realize just how much trouble I'm in before I black out again. And I remember leaning on a fence near the merge booth just kind of just not dealing well with what was going on and thankfully the people at Showbox Soto uh, are strong because they had to carry me out (laughs) of that place by my arms I could not walk on my own Uh, I was so drunk and then my uh, I had to have somebody come and pick me up bring me home because I wasn't getting home any other way I was too drunk to call an Uber and that was just a terrible terrible night it's one of those things where you know you go through a night like that and then you you swear like as you start to sober up throughout that night and then all of the next day you're never gonna drink again you're just it's never gonna happen you're never gonna do it naturally I've I've consumed Uh, alcohol since then not at that level I want to point out but I have consumed alcohol since then so unfortunately due to my inebriated state I was only witness to like the first three songs of that concert before I was carried out of that place and had to go home uh and it was a right bummer I felt super bad 
uh, that I couldn't couldn't see the band because it was a it was a Christmas gift that my brother got me, and we just couldn't see him. So I swore to myself that the next time Steel Panther was gonna come around, gosh dang it, I was gonna go see these guys. I was gonna be sober, and I was gonna bring my brother with me. Fast forward a couple months later, I am looking at concerts in the area and see that Steel Panther is going to play a place called the Commodore up in Vancouver, British Columbia. I talked to my brother. I'm like, dude, I know I screwed the pooch on the first concert, but come on, let's do a little, let's do a little weekend trip. We'll drive up to Vancouver. We'll go see Steel Panther, Stone Cold Sober this time and have a great old time. And he was in. So book the hotel room. We hop in my car and we drive right up the border. Took us a while to get there, uh, especially when I worked that day. So I had to leave. I got like off work half an hour early, I would say. Uh, and my brother was already at my place and we just hopped in the car and we drove like day of the concert. We drove up, got to the hotel, parked in a uh, parking garage uh, right next to the hotel, which was super convenient. And uh, we went and got some food, went to the venue, uh, which is a gorgeous venue. I might have a picture of it uh, on my phone still. And if I do, uh, that'll be that'll be up on the blog for you guys to uh, to check out. And we went and saw Steel Panther uh, for, for real this time. And it was it was quite the show. They are a very entertaining band. Um, we had we had a grand old time. And uh, we went to bed, you know, happy in the hotel. Just everything was going just super great. Fast forward to the next day. We check out of the hotel. And we got our backpacks and we're bringing them back uh, to my car. In order to just kind of drop them off so we could go get breakfast and not have to deal with them. And there's a weird kind of running theme in my family. Where our dreams can somehow kind of predict reality. Does that make sense? There was a memorable time when I was moving across the country and we had all of our stuff and a couple of moving trucks. And uh, my my mom woke up after like a night's sleep in this hotel, like convinced without a shadow of a doubt that someone had broken into the truck and stolen some of her stuff. And that was the case. Somebody had broken into the truck and stolen her stuff. And I swear, going to bed that night, I had this worry that someone was going to break into my car and steal some stuff. And lo and behold, when we walk over to my car in the parking garage, I can see the glass underneath the car on the other side. And I knew instantly that there was a smash and grab and somebody had broken into my car. And that was the case. They had made off with a pair of sunglasses. The charging cable and auxiliary cord for my car so I can plug my phone into the car and like listen to music while I'm driving around and stuff as well as a box of mints oh and my prescription sunglasses I'm like they just stole something else they stole my prescription sunglasses and my brother's sunglasses my car charge cords and a box of mints and um, they also used my chapstick uh, which is disgusting so I threw that out um, and I was at the time, I didn't really register it, if that makes sense. Like, they broke into my car. That sucked. We called the cops. There wasn't anything they could do. We vacuumed up all the glasses best we could with a vacuum borrowed from the hotel because they were super nice about it. 
and we drove back to Seattle with all of the windows down. All of them. It was loud and cold, but uh, we we made it happen. And um, got the window replaced like two days later. Within a week, I had my cords and mints back. Uh, and I got new prescription sunglasses. And everything was covered by insurance and it's all super cool and stuff. And it's just, it's... Both of these, both of these concerts, concert experiences, whilst being understandably so and absolutely true, the worst concert experiences I've ever had, not because of the band. I've had worse band concert experiences for sure. There was this one time I went to see Andrew WK in concert, paid $15 to see the concert by myself, and he went on stage an hour and a half late, played on a Casio keyboard for 20 minutes, and then left. And it was fucking terrible. That being said, I still love Andrew Jacobi's music. And he is a great guy. That was just a shitty show. These two concerts taught me a lot. Number one, don't drink on an empty stomach. Ever. Just don't do it. It's bad news bears, no matter how you slice it. I don't care what you're drinking. I don't care what you're doing. I don't care where your tolerance is. Eat food before drinking beer. Or eat food during the drinking of beer. And make sure you stay hydrated too. Those are the two best bits of advice I can give anybody who thinks about going to drink. Make sure you got some food in your belly and drink plenty of gosh dang water. Because that's, you know, most reasons or the biggest reason people get hangovers the next day is because of dehydration. You don't want that. So drink some water. The other bit of advice I would give you is that if you're going to another country for a concert, don't drive your own car. Or if you do drive your own car, Use the locked gate floor that the hotel has in the same parking garage you were parked in that would have hopefully prevented exactly what happened. I know why my car got broken into as well. I was the only American license plate in the whole gosh dang parking garage. It was it was a right proper bummer. And I don't blame the concert. I don't blame the city, quite frankly. I mean, I think Vancouver is one of the best cities I've ever been to. It is a wonderful city. The food is phenomenal. All the people I've ever really spoken to, with a few exceptions, are wonderful. The scenery and the nature, it's gorgeous. I love Vancouver. So, don't don't hold it against the city a bit. But, it's just, you know, sometimes in life you gotta take the good with the bad. You take the good, you take the bad. You take them both, and there you have the facts of life. But, uh, the facts of life. Anyway, that's gonna do it. For this week's podcast, I I love sharing stories like that. I know, it, it doesn't sound like a positive story. And to be fair, it isn't. But I feel like I learned a lot. And you know what? You can't have feel good without feel bad <laughs> sometimes. You need the balance in order to really appreciate the high times. So I feel like that's kind of what those those memories do for me. Is that it provides, it provides a nice balance. It lets me recognize when times are great. And uh, allows me to put things in perspective, you know? It's a good, it's an important thing, perspective. Thank you very much for listening to the Going Up cast. I was your host, Andrew Logan. Once again, if you have any stories to share, any songs of the week you want to suggest, please feel free to reach out at goingupcast.gmail.com. I would love to hear about it. And while you're there, make sure you stop by the weekly updated blog for all of these supplemental details and images and stuff like that that I like to put up there in relation to some of the stories I'm telling. 
And hey, you know what? If you could share this with a friend, that'd be super cool. Just, you know, it's on iTunes. It's on the website. Between those two options, basically everybody can listen to it. So just, you know, pass it around. Post it on Facebook. Share it on Twitter. Yell it at your neighbors. Whatever you feel like. Whatever's going on. Blast me out of your car speakers as you drive slowly through a neighborhood. See how that goes. Hello, neighbors. Listen to the Going Up cast with Andrew Logan now on iTunes. And I will see you all next week for another episode. Have a good one, everyone. Bye.